the podcast you are about to listen to is occasionally blasphemous, often inappropriate, and generally deeply weird. Please don't at us. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Alright, my name is Guy Chapman and I'm here to tell you about this great rock I found on the floor. There's a lot of reasons why this rock is great and I've done them in a list. <clears throat> Reason number one, it's red and I like red. I mean, I like all colours, but I like red the most. And it's proper red as well. Red like jam and the wrappers that you get on cheese sometimes. And that one shirt that Danny's got that's like the reddest red. Uh, reason number two. Guy, what are you doing? Well, I'm telling them about my rock. It's not your rock. It's, well, it's just a rock. It's, rocks don't belong to anyone. I mean, if it did belong to anyone, it would belong to me as well, because I found it too. So I've got at least a 50% stake in it. Oh, great. Do you want to have a go? Uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, did you say it was red? Oh, yeah, like a bunch. Uh, okay. Um... Did you tell them it was cool? So cool. Um, oh, oh, uh, did you tell them that for the low, low price of ni- £109 a month at the Platinum Excel tier of Herbs and More, you too could become the proud owner of a Red Rock just like Piss this off, one. Greg, it's mine. Oh, for Christ's no, sake. No, give it, give it. Absolute... No, 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 no. Give it, give it here. <laughs> Welcome to Lads on Tour. This is a D&D podcast about a stag do at the end of the world. Fuck yeah! yeah. First yeah. time in yeah. three yeah. sessions I've done it right. It. I'm so proud of myself. My name's Susie Ray. I'm the dungeon master. I can say some words in order some of the time. Um, this week, lads, can you tell me what's the biggest lie you have ever told? And we're going to start with Joe. Okay. Uh, hi, my name is JJA Howard, aka Joe, and I play Guy Chapman, uh, Bard, perfectly normal, regular human man, and podcast bad boy. <laughs> um, so the biggest lie that Guy has ever told is that he completely and fully understands the concept of sin. He doesn't <laughs> really like. He's, Same, babe. He's like he's. <laughs> Okay, he's clear on the big ones like uh, murder and financial crime, um, <laughs> but like whether anything else counts as a, as a sin, he finds kind of confusing because like a lot of the time it changes depending on the person's perspective, like the time and place that you're living in. There's a lot of different things that different people would call sins, and he finds that like very very like misleading. So this really came up when he was applying for the position to move up to Earth and do some temptation stuff, because obviously you have to understand sin to go and be a demon and tempt people on Earth into doing sins. And he was like, no, yeah, yeah, got it, totally, yeah, sure, fine. Did not. So the kind of rough rule of thumb that he's been working with is that 
if he enjoys it, it's probably a sin. Oh so, man, that's very just, Catholic. I mean, as a rule of thumb, that's so Catholic. Yes, yeah. well, extremely like, Catholic. Except yeah. backwards. And Jewish. Yeah. And Jewish, sorry, Sam. Sorry to erase you. a lot of stuff. But that also means that, like, you know, as well as the normal stuff being covered under the under the sinbrella, um, <laughs> Guy also considers um, petting a good dog a sin, uh, oh. pizza a sin, Fair. and Peter is putting on socks when they're fresh out of the tumble dryer. That's also oh. a sin. But it's all good for him because, like, he figures that he's meant to enjoy these sorts of, sorts of things. Yeah, he's a demon, you know. He's a demon. I mean, also a in in guy's man. defense, in hell, he is in the accounts department, so he does really <laughs> yeah. only know about financial crime. It's it's bad. Um, Faye, uh, how's that <laughs> lies? I I said no. Okay, can you just hold on Why a second this? so that I can practice not having any emotions so that I don't give Faye visible glee when she crushes myself. Come on. Hurt us. Okay. Hurt us, Faye. This is, this is my favourite part. Lie to um, me, baby. Well, uh, <laughs> hello, I am Faye Evans and I play Lucas Rossi, a very good boy. Uh, Lucas doesn't... He tries to not lie very often. He is really weirdly complicated relationship line. He thinks that it's okay to like lie about little things if it's saving somebody's feelings. Like, for instance, at like church bake sales, there's an old lady who <laughs> fucking loves to bake. She loves to bake so much, but she's so bad at it that like nobody buys her cake. So Lucas buys every single thing she ever makes every single thing and he's like oh my gosh i'm gonna have people around i mean which in itself is a lie and um, he's like i'm gonna have people around you know they absolutely love your <laughs> your cakes i'm just watching rory now i'm just gonna stare directly at you he's like yeah yeah just they just love him so much so he buys absolutely everything so that like her stuff's not left on the table so he doesn't consider that sort of stuff like you know really lying but um, I would say the biggest lie he's ever told is um, it's actually when he adopted mittens because mm. <laughs> 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 because um, so when he he basically uh, saw mittens like out in the street like, <laughs> was clearly <laughs> clearly like a sad cat alone and um, called the uh, uh, local whatever rspca whatever and they came to pick him up and um when when they picked him up they were like oh you know we're just gonna see if we can find his owner blah blah, blah. and then he called back a couple of weeks later to be like oh did you know did you ever find who it was and they basically said no he's actually going to be put down oh, um, because because <laughs> he's really vicious and Lucas was like, oh, okay, okay, that's a shame. So he put the phone down and then he called back and put a voice on and was like, oh, I think you've got my cat. Uh, he's been <laughs> and, um, and basically. He didn't even need lied. to tell that lie. He could just have said, I'll take the cat. It's okay. I don't want this. No, no. Cat. So he, he tried to. Sorry, I just said he did try to, but they said because he was super vicious that he wasn't going to be able to be adopted. How vicious is this? This kid is kind of a gun. I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> well, you know, yes. he canonically, very yes. dangerous. Oh, canonically, Mittens. Mittens cuts. has killed. Um, Faye, just so you know, every time you do this, I add a little tally. <laughs> 
on all of the horrible things that are going to happen to Lucas over the course of the podcast. Like, and all the of the angels are going to tell him that God didn't want this him. This one was a nice one. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Like, no, this was just like, I agree. Lucas's biggest lie was that he saved a cat's life. Like, there's nothing sad about that. Exactly. Yeah, but the issue is... Oh, no, 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 no. This is, this, is, this is so sad. Everything about this is extremely this is, sad. This is what she wants. And she wants to make me look like a cunt. <laughs> Anytime anything bad happens to Lucas. And I'm doing it. I'm going to make it worse. I'm going to make Lucas real sad. Um, Sam, tell us about something that's not cats. Unless it's cat-related, I guess. It's not cat-related. My name's Sam Ferguson, uh, and I play Artem Volkov. Uh, the Reddit-lurking, apocalypse-prepping average boy of the podcast. And uh, the worst lie that Artem has ever told in his mind was a lie he told to gain access to the Discord server containing uh, his current friends, who also appear to have survived the apocalypse. Uh, Because it was a gaming server, and uh, he was trying to impress people on the internet. So when uh, part of the getting, gaining access was telling them what his favorite game was. Uh, so he said that it was Dark Souls, which is a notoriously difficult game. Uh, and to gain access, he had to prove he was a real gamer and that he had uh, 100%ed uh, every game in the Dark Souls franchise. I mean, this sounds like the worst uh, fucking Discord oh my God. server. Can you imagine who and, was on that Discord uh, server? Fucking nobody. Artem panicked. Artem panicked because uh, he actually really doesn't like Dark Souls. He was just saying it because he thought it would sound impressive. Uh, so because he really wanted in, he paid someone and gave them his <gasps> gamertag login. And then they 100%ed the games for him and gave the account back. Oh. Uh, and Artem oh has God. never completed a Dark Souls game. Can I just really quickly bounce that back to Joe? Is that a sin? Yes. Okay, thanks. Um... I feel like that ties in. And to be clear, game fraud. Sam has completed all the Dark Souls games. I just want to put <laughs> that out there. That's so hot. All the <laughs> yeah, because I'm a gamer. So, Ruri, have you thought of something yet? <laughs> yeah, I, I came into this very well prepared. Um, hello, I'm Ruri McDuff. I play Greg Roomba, a naughty little boy and rogue. Not going to acknowledge it this time. I feel nothing anymore. Worst lie that Greg ever told. Um, Greg obviously doesn't work on a sort of what you call like an ethical level. So the worst lie he ever told was the lie that had the worst result for him. And the worst lie he ever told was, so he was about 17, he was at a bowling alley. That was the coolest thing he could possibly do in Carlini. It wasn't obviously in Carlini. They went all the way to Brayhead. It's crazy. Um, And um, no no way. way. Oh, yes, way. Shit, Brayhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna do this every single time. Um, and um, yeah, the, 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 he was there with not only with Daniel but with some 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 of his other um, some of his other friends and including including a girl. girl Shit. Yeah. And so he was he was very much trying to trying to impress her with his with his his subpar bowling etc. And he was feeling a bit off. You know, he was just feeling a bit like not just off the bowling but off, he kind of he was a bit of a sore stomach and so on. And he was kind of he was trying to. Um, uh, he, was tr- he was trying to shut her up, and then occasionally he would just he 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 would just sort of, so, well, uh, scream in kind of agonizing pain. He felt that he was doing very well. He was impressing this um, this 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 young lady um, until the point at which he vomited directly on her shoes um, <laughs> and was rushed to, rushed to hospital to have his appendix taken out um, because he could not admit that he was in 
um, the agonizing pain of appendicitis. Oh my god. He learned right. nothing. And he never will. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you had some tea at a prophet's house. Mm-hmm. It was honestly very uneventful. That was all that <laughs> happened. Some tea. You had some tea. Uh, you went to a strange liminal zone where you did a bunch, bunch of like honestly, narratively probably quite unnecessary puzzles. <laughs> you found a really good rock. Yeah, it was so good. Like just a just a really good rock. Did we, we get to this... keep the rock? No, the rock what? vanished. Okay, so we have a new side quest. Yeah, and then you read a book where you had some some strong memories of the past, and then you got a nice little prophecy. This prophecy has done me in. I I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. I am. I've... Do you want to give us a rendition of the prophecy? Um, okay, the prophecy for those who've forgotten. Four stand before me, asking for their truth. One can see every path, but cannot walk most. One will make the darkest choice, he will be cracked open and erased. One will diverge, I cannot say more. One has no fate or meaning, he is the one I fear. That's the prophecy. It's intensely fucked up. I think it's fine. I hope Greg is excited to get erased. So as far as I'm aware, that's literally just happened. That basically, yeah, yeah, this has just happened and she's like just come back to the world. Like her eyes have just stopped being glassed over. And yeah, that's just happened to you. So what do you do? Artem stands up and walks out of the room. Fair enough. Excuse me. Can you say that again? Uh, what? Lucas, did you write that down? The prophecy. Or, or whatever it was. Yeah. No, uh, but I can. Um, hold, hold on. Um, could, does anyone have a, a pen? Sorry, that, that was a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and check on Artem. Um, Artem, where have you gone? I go straight out the front door uh, and I am outside. Uh, dog follows you. Uh, yeah, so I, I follow Artem outside. You all right? No. <laughs> Are you? Uh, I think so, yeah. But I've not thought about it in a lot of detail. I thought it was a bit weird. It's fucking bullshit. We got drugged against our will, and then some fucking shit, like, just trotted out like a, like a shitty stage magician. Was was that what she was doing? I mean, what else could it have been? Well, do you want to do you want to go back inside and maybe we could look for if she's got one of those big strings of hankies? <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd know. I mean, maybe we we could find. Yeah, no, let's go back in and um and you distract her and uh, uh I'm gonna look. We need to like she she must have files on us or something like this doesn't just happen like it's a cold read or something i remember i watched some youtube shit on it once oh uh, oh okay um well i think the thing is i don't know if this sort of thing would happen normally but like in the apocalypse i think maybe it might so i'm not saying that she's definitely not got like little little bits of paper on us and things but uh don't be like upset if you don't find anything all right uh artem you see artem like visibly like cycle through like shitty reddit arguments in his brain and like he keeps opening his mouth to say something and nothing is coming out more than like a uh, and then his shoulders just sort of like slump 
uh, and he comes back inside with you. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's no harm in checking, though. Like, we'll be sure. I'll go and I'll go and talk to her. I'll go and I'll go and see if she's got any more drugs as well. <laughs> Lucas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I just realised. You know, she said four come to whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, there's four of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're you're right, Greg. Do you think that's what she? Do you think she meant? I do. Um, I don't think I ever would have said before that this makes sense, but considering everything that's happened, I feel like this makes sense. And we came here for a reason. And I, we, I just saw. I mean, you read the book, right? Yeah, but it just said like I had a nice time with Daniel, and then I was kind of sad when he left. And it wasn't. I mean, what did what did it say for you? It's pretty similar. Um, would we have come back into the room by now? Yeah, yeah. You were just outside. So hearing what they're talking about, uh, uh, I would just say, uh, like, Artem just walks in and just goes, the book was full of fucking lies, is what it was full of. Well, what did it say to you? What, what did it say? It doesn't fucking matter, because it's not true. Well, it was true, the stuff that it said about me. I mean, it said, like, I had a nice time with Daniel, and then he went away, and I didn't think he was going to, and it made me sad. Guy, what did, it, what did yours say? Was it true? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was all true. It was just stuff about... Uh... And uh, Guy just sort of, like, gives the prophet lady a bit of a once-over to see what the general vibe would be, and then he just goes, normal human things. (laughs) 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 Normal. Right. um... Like that time I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, being born, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What a rush. Yeah, wait a second, wait a second. I was actually going to say, um, uh, uh, um, sorry, I didn't remember your name. Mrs. Prophet lady. She doesn't say anything. Um, and when you turn to her, she mm. hasn't moved from the seat where she was sitting throughout your tea incident. Carmen? She's dead. She's Carmen? not dead. Carmen, can I um, kind of put my hand on her shoulder and, and kind of, not like aggressively, just to like try and get her attention? Um, Carmen? You put your hand on her shoulder. She doesn't react. She is staring straight ahead and she is staring directly at Artem. I wave my hand in front of her face. She sort of reaches up and just moves your hand out of the way. Artem isn't making eye contact. Uh, I think he's pacing. What do you know? Are you talking to me? What do you mean what do I know? I don't know shit. What That's why we came do you here. know? Don't shout at me lady. What do you know? She stands up and she walks past you to the door leading out and she locks it. Artem draws his gun. <laughs> uh, Lucas jumps up and he's just going to put his hand on, on Lucas's, uh, sorry, his hand on Artem's hand and just be like, wait, 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 wait. Let's not shoot the hippie yet. <laughs> We've got time. This might be the first time Artem has not, has pulled out his gun for a justifiable reason and it's also the first time you've all been like, put your gun away when you were faced with a small child and artem whipped out his gun you were all like yep that checks out <laughs> fucking creepy woman locking you into a room and being like what do you know and you're like no 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 let's not be too trigger happy <laughs> no i want i i feel i just feel like she has significantly more information than we do um and it might be a good time for us to try and get it uh percy percy don't, don't speak to Artem like that. 
Carmen fully ignores you and she walks around to the door leading to the kitchen and she locks that as well. Our friend is kind of through there and he has a gun and um, I wanted some custard creams earlier and I didn't get them. <laughs> so maybe we start with that and then we can kind of move up to um, the sort of weird obsession you seem to have with Artem, who again has a gun. What did they tell you? Open the fucking door, lady. What did they tell you? Who is they? What did the animals tell you? What do you know? What? Like the seal. You see Artem, like, flinch, and uh, he, like, levels the gun again, and just goes like, The animals didn't tell me shit, because animals don't talk. I imagine dogs, like, uh... <laughs> Dog properly, just like, dog looks into the camera like he's in the office. She, she keeps walking towards you. He goes, no, 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 we both know, we both know you know. What did they tell you? What do you know? Lucas would like to just step slightly in front of Artem because he doesn't want Carmen to attack him. Greg's going to step slightly away because he doesn't want Carmen to attack him. <laughs> uh, she's going to... She is acting like Lucas isn't even there. She's just staring over your shoulder at Artem. Going, He's used to that. What are they doing? What's their plans? What does he want? Tell me. Tell me. You have to tell me. Now that he has, like actually locked eyes with her i think he's just shaking his head uh but staring at her and he's just like i i, I don't know i don't know what you're talking about i i i i can't remember whatever it is you think i know i don't artem can you can you make a wisdom saving throw please that is a six eight minus two love to see it so you feel a very, very sharp pain in your head and suddenly the same memories that you had when you were reading the book of these animals trying to communicate with you and try to talk to you come, it feels like they're being pulled to the surface. Like it feels like they're being dredged, like physically dredged up and pulled to the surface. Um, and it feels extremely invasive. It feels like somebody is inside your head like grabbing with both hands these memories that you have tried for a very long time to repress and yanking them to the surface um and you were remembering all of these times that you felt like animals were trying to communicate with you and the one time you tried to tell your family about it and then just years and years of therapy and antipsychotics and you cannot stop these thoughts being pulled up and this woman is just staring at you and she's going I need to know what they've told you tell me what they've been telling you they didn't tell me anything if 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 they did then I, I was sick that's not Um, as you're saying that, she her hand shoots up and grabs you around the throat. Um, oh, could I can I roll to try and stop that? Um, what would you do? I would like to grab her wrist as it goes. As her okay, hand give goes me a her. a contested dexterity roll, please. And that, my friends, 
is a natural 20. Yes! Ooh. Okay. So she goes to grab Artem by the throat and you just reach up and grab her wrist and like stop her in her tracks. And she looks at you for the, like it seems like it's the first time she's seen you that she's torn her eyes off Artem. And can, can everyone just really quickly tell me where you're standing? Actually, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Can you all make an intelligence saving throw, please? Oh. Oh. That's, this, this is discrimination against Greg. That is another six, but this time it was a four plus two. Oh, excellent. Why am I looking up my bonus on a natural four? <laughs> <laughs> That's a 15. I, uh, I rolled a 13. Okay. She takes a, a very, very sharp intake of breath. It's like a sort of very deep gasp. And you feel like the air is being sucked from the room. And everybody apart from Lucas, you're going to take 18 psychic damage. Jesus. And you are stunned. <laughs> Did we really take the damage that we took in... No, no, no. So, sorry, uh, the, dream, the dream damage wasn't real damage. Can Lucas tell that um, everyone's... No, I don't think you'd be able to. It's psychic oh, damage. It's not like she's just hit someone. She's Would just gone. <gasps> I, I, I mean, Greg, Greg definitely screams if he can. I was going to say, I feel like the scale of the damage there, there's got to be a reaction, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's I'd, like I'd a... definitely react to that. Okay, fair. If they all react to it, then I would like to attack her. Cool. I was just about to say, can everyone please roll initiative? I have, I've wasted a natural 20 on initiative. I just got a 23. I just got an 8. 17. 14. Um, everyone apart from Lucas, you're stunned, which means that you can't move. You, you can speak only falteringly. You automatically fail strength and deck saving throws and attack rolls against you have advantage. I'm gonna, that's going to last for one round. If you've got a range thing, I will say you can do a ranged attack, but you can't. I'm going to slightly adjust the stun thing. You, can, like, you can't move from the spot you are standing in. So you can't move in the mechanical sense. But if you can, like, throw or shoot or something, you can do that from where you're standing. How about spells? If it is a spell you need to speak for, which I think is probably most of Guy's spells, yes, I will allow kazoo playing. I don't know why that's not in the player's handbook. But falteringly. Faltering kazoo playing. Okay, so I'm, I'm assuming I'm up first. Um, uh, yeah, you are, definitely. I could if I wanted to make a ranged attack. I don't feel like Craig would actually do that. I think his actions would be limited to yelling <laughs> fuck and, and then trying to hide. Um, can, I, can I try to hide? Like, I'm imagining I'm kind of... I'm imagining, honestly, that Greg has moved to kind of behind the arm of a sofa. I'm going to try and throw a dagger at um, herself. Oh, fuck me, I got another natural 20. Fucking A, okay, roll damage. And oh, you've got Jesus your Christ, sneak it's, attack it's because she's in melee with Lucas and Artem. 18 damage. So you throw the dagger, you hit her, and it mm. takes her, like, in the chest. And she just barely reacts to this. Like, she has this little... Is it still your bit of plain shard, or is it one of the many knives that you and Liam have scavenged at some point? You probably have Liam's Liam's knife bandolier. It was probably like a like like a, a kitchen knife he stole from the co-op, and then I stole. Okay, from him. cool. So you just hurl this knife, and it sticks like properly into her chest, and she doesn't even react. Okay, my my initial reaction to this is again, you know, Greg's not Greg's been in the odd fight, but. This is an extremely fucked up thing to happen. So he does yell, oh, fuck, and then um, immediately just dives down to try and 
um, uh, to try and hide, um, and he gets uh, 16. Yeah, I'll, yeah, that'll do. Cool. So Artem, you're up next. Artem puts a hand on uh, Lucas's shoulder, and uh, falteringly, because he is stunned, uh, says, um, "Stop! Stop! Please!" Um, they, they said that this, the world was going to end. And that's all he does. So next up is Carmen. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Carmen is again just going to grab you by the throat. Does a 23 hit? (laughs) Okay, hang on. I need to find some D10s. Ooh, okay, okay. (laughs) Sam, beloved, uh, you take uh, 69 piercing damage. What the fuck? Um, Okay, first of all, we. Second of all, um, what are the rules on instant death again? Double your max health. No, no, I don't go past my negative max health. Just. Is that right? My maths? 21, 21 minus 69? It's minus 48. So, quick maths, Artem is dead. Not unconscious, dead. Series, series wrap on Sam. <laughs> this has been great. Yeah, that was Sam, everybody. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to have you. Um, you can just close the Zoom whenever and we'll carry on. Um, I cannot. Cool, so that was Carmen's go. Uh, Guy. Guy, oh it's my... your turn. God, ah, Christ. Ah, okay. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, right, fuck it. Um, I am going to... Shit. Shit. Ah, no. Fuck. Dissonant Whispers. Yeah. Stick with what I know. Wisdom save. Or I shall shriek into her ear with my kazoo. Wisdom save. That was a 14. Oh, yeah, that saves. Fuck. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so she's fine. I'm stunned, so I can't run away. Ah. No, that's it, that's it, that's me. Okay. I think we're going to win this combat. Um, fab, so Lucas. Uh, Lucas. Also, really quickly, I fucking love the visual, visual of like Artem fully fucking like dying, blood coming out of his eyes, and then Guy panicking and going like... <laughs> <laughs> playing the funeral march in the kazoo. Sorry, oh Lucas. God. Is she just just for the visuals? Is am I currently being held aloft, yep. or have yeah, I? Yeah, she's to holding the you surprisingly strong for such a tiny woman. She's like holding you up by your throat, and you've just like gone limp, and there is blood coming out of your eyes. Um. Okay, I am going to. Okay, uh, Lucas is going to see this happen and feel like he has never felt before. Um. Which is saying something for fucking Lucas. <laughs> That's definitely not true. I am going to take my metal shard and absolutely smash it into her stomach if I possibly can. And I would like to cast Thunderous Smite. Okay, cool. So roll your attack. 19. That's going to hit. So that's 18 damage plus a strength saving throw. Uh, she failed. I she rolled a ten on her strength saving throw, so I assume that is a fail. 
It is a fail in DD. Okay, so she is pushed uh, 10 foot away from me and knocked prone. Um, can I catch Artem as a bonus action? Mm, Roll dexterity for me. <laughs> That's a four. Uh, I imagine that I try to, and he slips through my fingers like a little eel. <laughs> What happens is that you just seeing your friend just go, like just die at the hands of this tiny woman. Yeah, you right. just scream. Sam, you're dead. Yeah. You can't talk. <laughs> so what happens is that you see your friend just die in front of you through seemingly almost no effort from this woman. Oh and you just scream and drive this piece of metal into her stomach. Okay. And with the, the force you push her with, she just stumbles back and away and she sort of pulls Artem back with her. And they both just crash to the ground together, Artem just lying limp on the ground. Um, are you doing anything else? Um, I don't know if I'm if I can, because what I'd like to do is is kind of carry on running towards her because what I want to do is get Artem away from her. Um, you can move, so you can move towards her. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I'm also worried about the rest of them because they seem to be only available to be dead or play a kazoo falteringly and I can't see Greg, so... <laughs> I, he so, rolled really good on that hide. Yeah. So I'm. I I also feel like I have to like be in front of her to stop her attacking um, the others, whether that works or not. So yeah, I'm gonna run, kind of follow um, as she goes. Uh, cool. So you can. I mean, she just falls that ten feet, so you can also move ten feet towards her. Greg. Okay. Um, Greg is gonna just um, peek out from behind the sofa. Um, I don't. I think he necessarily knows what's happened because what he heard was like a loud exploding sound as the thunderous strike hit and smite hit and then um he's just gonna run towards the woman on the ground and just try and stab her um it's a um 13 so i assume i assume i don't hit mm, let me just double check uh yeah no that doesn't hit <laughs> no worries um and then i'm gonna just run uh, I try and stab her, accidentally stab the floor, see Artem is dead, um, shriek, and then run directly back behind the sofa. Um, Excellent. Getting Excellent. a, um, I think, a 19 for my um, st- my stealth roll. Yep, that'll Greg do it. Roomba special. So you just sort of run out, flail, run back behind the sofa. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So now, Artem, just take a, a step away from initiative for a minute. Artem, you are falling, oh, and you feel like you have been falling for a very long time, and you are nowhere. But it's that kind of, you know when you close your eyes and you see nothing, but there's that like, sort of like shifting light in front of your eyes? Those like blocks of sort of imperceptible color in front of your eyes. It feels like that, that you're in this like, dark nothingness but there is something shifting imperceptibly imperceptibly we go um around you and you feel very very close to you something moving but it's not something bad it's not something scary it's something it feels 
familiar and you realize in that moment that it's your dog. Your dog is there in the nothingness with you. And you can feel him, as he's done many, many times, just pawing at your leg for attention. Um, and then you hear him whispering in the voice you've heard a couple of times when you've sort of let your guard down a little bit. You hear him whispering, a third force is rising. And then you feel all around you this flurry of movement like a million birds all taking off at once around you and they all caw and shriek in unison. The Pelagians are not yet known. Sure. And you feel suddenly you're not falling anymore and you're just sort of sitting you don't know where, you cannot see anything, but you feel like you're just sitting on the ground and you feel warm, you feel like you're out in the sun, which honestly is probably not a particularly familiar or comfortable memory for Artem. Uh, don't know how much sunlight he gets, but you're sitting on the sun and it's nice um, and you can feel Dog pressed up next to you and he's just resting his little head on your leg and he goes, Father, you have to go back. You go, need to let them know. Go back where? I don't... I don't understand. Where... Where are we? You have to go back and warn them. How can I hear you? You know why. And he suddenly sort of jumps at you. Again, in that very like little small dog way where they just suddenly like jump at your chest for attention. He just leaps up at you hits both your chest with both of his front paws and knocks you backwards and again you feel like you're falling and you're falling and then you hit the ground and you are lying on Carmen's living room floor and you are unconscious you are now in death saving throws but you are not fully dead okay and now it's Carmen's go do I get to do a throw Yes, do a death saving throw. That is a four. <laughs> so that's one fail. It's so funny if you got a natural one. Look, I was looking for a nat 20. I was like, if there was ever a narrative reason to get a nat 20, it would be now. But it turns out dice are dice. Cool, it's now Carmen's go. Carmen, unaware that this has happened, is just going to whirl around. She's going to snatch from just what, one of the shelves of like shit that she's got, just random trinkets. She's going to snatch up a snow globe and she's just going to whirl around and try to just smash Lucas in the face with it. She's going to roll a two. I kind of assume she was just going to like behead Artem or something. So That would have been very funny. Just brought you back and been like, psych, bitch. No, she's going to try and smash Artem in the face with this snow globe, but she just no, rolled... Lucas. A two, which even with her, I think it's plus seven modifier, that's not going to do it. So she just like twirls around and flails at you and misses um, and swears loudly. And it's now guys go. Yeah, I'm going to just uh, run forward to where Artem is on the ground and just like grab him by the shoulders and shake. And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds by just saying... Get up, Artem, get up! <gasps> I'm, if I'm being like shook, Artem just like bolt upright and there's like blood running down his face still and just immediately just goes like big intake of breath and just goes <gasps> A third force is riding the Pelagians and not yet known. 
Um, so um, for my my bonus action, I would like to just like just wipe some of the blood off of Artem's face a bit. Like it's a little bit like Dad getting a smutch on your face, sort of thing. And goes, it's all right, mate. It's all right. Yeah. So you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. And I'm gonna give Artem bardic inspiration by being That's nice. gently reassuring. What, what is your him. inspiration die, just sign it. Uh, that is a d6. Nice. And Lucas? Uh, I'm going to... Um, <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing. I would like to do it again. Go for it. That's another nat 20. <laughs> oh my god, no. Put, put okay. all the smites in. You're a paladin. This is what you are I'm made not for. I'm not joking. No Fuck her up, Faye. Oh my god. So, that's a nat 20. And I'm going, oh, and then, then I need to do my thunderous smite as well. So I'm going to do my, right. So that is, it's a 1d fucking ten. Right. So mm-hmm. I've got, I've rolled double damage mm-hmm. for my actual piece of metal. I've rolled uh, divine smite altogether. That is a 19 plus 11 plus 13. 43 in one go. 43. Nice. And please also be knocked prone if possible. I think she's already still prone. Excellent and she just got news. back up. She just stood up and then you well, get the her again. fuck back down. <laughs> <laughs> fucking whack a mole, this woman. Um, yeah, so you, she tries to hit you and you just like step back and then use that momentum to just like drive. Like, you basically, with one step, pull the shard of metal out of her stomach and then with another step, you just drive it back in um, and this is the first time she's looked like it's affected her a bit that not a lot she doesn't like scream in agony she's not pouring with blood but you stab her and she just lets out a little like <gasps> are you doing anything else with your move um i am going to um again just try and make sure that i'm in front of my pals especially when i see a guy trying to help Artem. Although I'm not sure if I've realised that he's not dead yet. I did the big gasp and shouted the prophecy. Um, okay, so now he's seen that, he's just going to like try and stand in front of um, Artem and Guy just to give him a bit of time, <laughs> I guess, to not die again. Amazing. Yeah. So it should be, we're back at the top of the order, it should be Greg, but at this point, what happens is that the kitchen door bursts open, like crashes, clearly someone has taken a shoulder to it open, and Percy comes running out and she's like, what the fuck is happening? Yes, Percy, yes. <laughs> and she like looks around and like with impressive speed takes in like Lucas just mm. laying into this woman, stabbing her in the <laughs> stomach, Artem like on the ground, blood pouring down his face with Guy next to him, like wiping the blood away. Doesn't see Greg, he's hiding very well. Um, that in itself, she doesn't, doesn't honor. And like she looks around and just goes, oh fuck. And she just hurls herself at Carmen. Yes, Percy. And she grapples her. She hurls herself at her and she just grabs her into a headlock. Um, yes. And it's like, get out, get out, go, 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 now, get out, get out, get out. Oh get out, God. leave, and like reaches into her pocket with the spare hand and throws at, um, probably Guy is nearest because you're on the ground, throws the van keys. And it's just like, 
I'll deal with this. Get out. You have to go. You have to go. Get Daniel. Go. Get Daniel. Right now. Go. What about you, babe? I'm, I will be fine. Are you I sure? Because I am just died like a lot. No. Go. Go. Get out. More important. Get Daniel. Greg's already in the kitchen. Oh my god. Uh, Lucas would like to pick up uh, Artem. Yes. Roll, roll strength for that, actually. <laughs> I'm not even going to check what I need to add to it because I've rolled another four. This is the second time I've tried to pick up Artem and I've rolled a four. I just want to <laughs> specify. He's surprisingly dense. <laughs> okay like then toddler. can i just can i just pull him up like with my hand instead like give yeah him i would hand. say be- between you and guy you managed to haul him up as this is happening carmen like is she's wriggling and trying to get free of percy and then she just throws her head back and these out of her mouth comes pouring these like black shadows that are like <sighs> swirling Mixed with these like tendrils of white light, it's like eels roiling on top of each other. Nope. <sighs> this combination of this like intense black and this blinding white, and it's sort of pouring out of her mouth and towards you. And Percy's like, "Go, go now! Get out! Get out! Fuck now!" Um, as, as we're leaving, can I make an Arcana check on all of that, please? Oh, do you think some of this might be a bit fucked up? I'm gonna let you do that after you get out. So yeah, okay, now I'm basically going to do a very short skill challenge where to get out of this room away from these things yeah. and get to the van, everyone can choose one skill to roll. You're going to be Shit. beating a DC 15. You have to justify what you're doing. I don't want you to just be like, I roll religion for some reason. Like, I need a justification for what you're doing. Roll a DC 15 and it is going to be an average of the whole group. Trying to convince myself in my head that I could somehow make this persuasion, but I feel like this is this is stealth. I feel like what Greg does is he just quietly gets up and walks into the kitchen. And kind of, and kind of assumes that Percy screams, screaming, get out, and Artem babbling prophecies out, and things. If he comes out with custard creams. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask him if I could check and see if there's some custard creams. I'll give you that for free. I just take a, pa- a half of a packet of custard creams and just pop them in my jacket. Fucking hell. Cool. Um, can you give me a roll, please? So you're being a 15. Uh, I got a 20. Uh, Perfect. 20. Perfect. What is everyone else doing? So that's one I'm, success. I'm going athletics. Yeah, so you're just trying to like run yeah. and drag everyone. Yeah. Uh, go for it. Um, I rolled a 17 and I have a plus five. So Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 ready to go. Um I would like to roll persuasion and I would like to do that by having Guy point out of the window and go, Oh my god, look out there. <laughs> look out there. I- I will let you yeah. roll that. I am going to say that's with disadvantage because she's currently <laughs> vomiting um, magical eels. Oh, okay, okay. So with disadvantage, uh, that is a 13 plus 7, so that's a dirty 20. Okay. I would like to roll investigation to make sure that he saw the lock mechanism on the door and that <laughs> he grabs for it rather than like everyone fiddling with the lock try and get out of the room yeah 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 go for that that works i didn't say she took the key 16 out, so. total perfect so 100 percent all around good work so you manage as this is happening as percy's just dragging basically dragging carmen to the ground like wrestling her and she's vomiting out these like weird arcane eels you just sprint out the back door you get round you get into the van um, who's driving? Uh, Lucas. I think she's, she threw Lucas. the keys to me, so... 
Unless but you, you take them off me. I'll I take them off. Try. I take them off you because you can't <laughs> okay. drive. As we're running, I'm just going to kind of palm them off you. Like, not not like I'm trying to be a secret or anything. Just like, you know. Yeah, you just grab them on the way out. Yeah, I'm just grabbing um, them. <laughs> and you get into the van and you just start driving. You, you fucking floor yeah. it. Lucas does not even check. No, he does not even check for... Um, for uh, seatbelts. Does he, he just, does he put his own seatbelt on? He does not. For the first oh time in his entire life, he does not. All he does is make sure that the doors are closed. And Can that's I it. Arrested. Shit just got yeah. real. <laughs> Can I make that Arcana check now? Roll an Arcana check. What the fuck is going on with the like space eels? I want to know. <laughs> space eels. Oh, okay. Uh, that is... Another dirty 20. You actually remember a little bit of the prophecy seminar at work. Uh, the reason being is that the person giving the prophecy seminar was someone that you were actively trying to fuck at the time. Uh, you did succeed you. after the seminar. Yeah, I did. And you remember, prophets are supposed to be extremely neutral. They do not, they exist between heaven and hell. That's the reason that prophets don't get taken in the apocalypse is that they cannot be taken by either side they are fully neutral what has happened to her has meant that she has turned to one side or another and that's kind of like the fail safe on profits maybe she was a non-profit hey no 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 reaction no i'm proud of you oh uh, yeah so um i relay this information to the rest of the group for being like oh so Okay, um, the space eels thing that was like, um, is is like what happens because like prophets aren't supposed to pick a side, but she picked a side when she did a thing in there, and I don't know what thing, but she did it, and then that's what the, 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 oh, oh, that was so manky. <laughs> I feel like the only thing she did was fucking kill me, so uh, I don't know if that makes her good or bad. Pretty bad. Murder is definitely a sin. <laughs> we know that one for sure. Well, that's that's true. Arsene, are you like? Are, are you okay? I mean, like you it did. She did kind of. There was a lot of um, blood yeah. coming out of your eyes, and there's still quite a lot of blood on your eyes and face. Artem like and white. On his shirt touches his way. face, and it's just like, oh shit. Yeah, there's quite a lot of blood on your face. Yeah, that that was what over what I was doing earlier. Did you not know that you had like blood or? Out your eyes and stuff. Much like the um, beloved video game Bloodborne. That's what that's about, right? Nice. That's that's one. That's kind of connected There's to blood on face. That's connected to the, yeah. the, the intro. Callback. I know video yeah. games. Artem just looks a bit bewildered. He's sort of looking around like, you know when uh, someone has like a real shock? And I'm talking like that scene in Save It Private Ryan where you see the soldier wandering around holding his own arm level of shock. He's just sort of like, yeah, no, I, I didn't see, I didn't know I was bleeding. Um, okay, that's weird. Uh, and he looks down. He's, uh, he immediately starts looking around for dog. Dog is um like on your lap in the car, like curled up against your chest, and he's like licking the blood off your face. Uh, he scratches the back of dog's head. He's like, uh, okay, good. Um, we sh- can can we go? Are we going? Let's go. You're, you're going, so you're going. We, we are you're fucking, like, driving. barreling down the motorway. Lucas is speeding. <gasps> Lucas is oh, going fuck. at 75 miles an hour. <laughs> 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 and 
Um, Artem, do you want a custard cream? Mm-hmm. Or will they remind you of the woman who brutally murdered you? I can't let her ruin custard creams for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Greg takes three and then hands over the packet. <laughs> there was only five left in the packet. Yeah, there were. Yeah, absolutely. It was half a packet. I've uh, I've also I've also got some alcohol, quite a lot. I actually. Do you want a drink? He looks really tall, <laughs> and then just sort of goes, "You know, yes, I think I think so." It's a nice normal thing to do is to drink in the back of a speeding van. So. <laughs> I've got I've got port, I've got red stripe, I've got I've got that nice whiskey, but I thought I was sort of saving that for when we find Danny cause so we can celebrate, but like we could have some of that if you wanted. How about we all have red stripes? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a six pack, we can have one each. So I'm gonna I am I'm, I'm I'm assuming guy's case is in the back, so I'm just gonna kind of root through it. I do not ask him before I do this. <laughs> and um starts uh, uh pulling out um You have to get through a lot of condoms to find the bear. Yeah. <laughs> I do find some beer-flavoured condoms at one point. You do? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so, so I, I, I hand them around, including offering one to Lucas. Lucas takes it. Ooh! <sighs> Shit got real. Ooh! Artem um, sort of sits up against uh, the back seat and just goes, uh, so, recap. We met a prophet. The prophet did some weird shit, then vomited some space eels. We don't know that they were from space. Very well, true. We don't know that they were from space either. Technically, everything is from space. Oh, everything. We are from not space. Not necessarily this heaven and hell. My alien. Yes. No, you're demon. Different. Anyway, we did. Yeah. No, you're right. That that all happened. I died. I can talk to animals. Animals yeah. can talk to me. Okay. Uh, there's something rising, and there's another thing that isn't known. Which I'm, uh, Pela- Pela- Pelagrian? So that's some stuff. And also, um, turns out when you die, it just feels like falling. But that might be because I guess hell, heaven, and hell are busy. So I didn't go anywhere. But also, dog was there. She didn't kill dog, right? Oh, I don't know. I didn't no, see. I, no, she didn't. Actually, Greg. Greg now has a mouthful of custard cream. Local friend. <laughs> Um, dog had been licking your face while you were down. Dog was licking your face. Let's fucking do this. And, uh, he cracks the red stripe, takes a big swig, uh, casts speak with animals, uh, and then goes, fuck me, beer is disgusting. (laughs) Can I have some? No, you can't have any. Okay, that's fair enough. I thought it was a good, I could try. Right, okay, so glad you're here. Is he woofing? Wait a second, is he He is, again, he's barking. Guys, guys. Look, okay, he's he's had Greg, a shock. He's, Look, just he's talking to dog. I think I can talk to my animals now. I think maybe I could always talk to animals. I'll explain in a minute. Um, is he an alien? Right, right. I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking. I'm glad we're here. Okay, level with me. Look at me. I am looking at you. Look at me. Okay, sorry. You're very tall. Two things. First of all, do you have any treats? Uh, do you like custard cream? I'm gonna say yes. I, I feed him a biscuit. Sorry, that was close to my spider noise. I apologize. That wasn't the noise I meant to make. <laughs> right. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Okay. Right. Where are we? Yes. Yes. A third force is rising. I needed to tell you that. The animals are aware. You are a prophet. You've been ignoring us for quite some time. 
Okay, like, let's do this one thing at a time. That's quite a lot. Okay, Should... so first of all, can I have another custard cream? Because that was very I... good. <laughs> I gave him another custard cream. Actually, I turned to the others after that, and I'm like, how many biscuits is it okay to give a dog? As many. Listen, look at me. You're a prophet. I'm an animal. As Mate, many you as they ask for. I think you meant for. to say that in human language, but you barked that one at us. So. As many as they ask for. You're a dog. You didn't know what a custard cream this was is... a minute ago. I don't trust you. But now I do. <laughs> and I am all-knowing and omniscient. You don't know that that's not true. You're do a little you have dog. any more biscuits? No. I am a little dog. Scratch my ears. Okay. <laughs> I scratch my ears. Um, look, you, you used a big word there. I don't know if you know that's a big word, but it was a pretty big word. Uh, biscuit. No, the other one. Omniscient. The key word. The Pelagians. Can you spell? I haven't really got a measure of how smart you are. Are you a dog or like a... Are you like a little person in I'm a dog. dog body? I'm a little... I'm a little dog. I mean, what's a dog if not a little person in a dog body? I turn to the guys and I'm like, Guys, this is a fucking trip. I don't know. Like... Oh, do, you, do you think you're so high? Maybe. That would be a better explanation. I am a precious little man. He says he's a precious little guy. I'm a little guy. I'm a good little man. Well, I, I could have told you that. Um, what else is he saying? Uh, stuff about things, you know, just dog stuff. I love you, Artem. That's the kind of. Um, I don't mean to be like rude or anything, but that's the kind of lie that I would tell when I couldn't think of a good lie about what some someone had had said when they've said I... something important or possibly personally devastating to me. I would never lie. That's not true. I do lie sometimes. I Artem, don't you think it's important that we know? Yeah. I feel, I feel like it's important everyone knows. I feel like it's important I know. I feel like maybe <laughs> like there's some shit that's been going on. <laughs> and Artem just like is just giggling to himself and is not like making a huge amount of sense and starts talking to Dog again, just going like, "This is some bullshit, you know." Like, I, Look, I, I'm not responsible for this. I'm a dog. I'm yeah, a but guy. you're the dog who's here right now, so you're the dog who's going to fucking listen. Uh, I listen. You don't listen to me. I've been trying to talk to you for days. Because you're a dog. Upwards of two days. I shouldn't be talking to you. That's rude. That's offensive. You're just meant to Why like not? bark and shit. I bark and shit. No, that's true. You do both those things. Okay, Look, everyone, not talking to you. I just work here. I can't. Uh, I, I died, and then didn't die, and I'm gonna process that. Wait, did you do that? Yeah. How? You got me. Good. Okay, everyone. It's been a day. I would appreciate, like, a minute, a hot minute. I'll give you the, the pressy, which is, dog says I'm a prophet. Oh, that's cool. Which feels like a big thing, but also this is just a random fucking dog that we picked up on an island, so... Do we I mean, trust the dog? It feels like he's a talking dog, and, and he's saying that you're a prophet, and I feel <laughs> like everything that's happened to... He brought you back from the dead. Arthur. Yeah, he says that. I mean, that I dog. didn't bring you back from the dead. 
I wish what? I could have, but I... Well, are we sure he was dead? I mean... Nobody else knows that Dog brought you back from the dead. Okay. Uh, does that mean you could talk to the eels, do you think? Could you reason with them? I don't, I don't think we want to... No, I don't think we... I think this is more of a last case scenario. They're more eel-like. We'll, we'll keep driving. Than eels. Um, so. Lucas isn't going to say this aloud because it's not the time, but he is... Like considering the fact that um, Artem can speak to animals, and he's genuinely devastated that he never got a chance to introduce Artem to the cats. <laughs> you still might. They might he be just fine. Wants, he just wants to know that they're happy. That's all. But anyway. look, the dog, the dog, the the dog. Mm, I. We should assume, for now. Let's let's use Occam's razor. We should assume that I'm losing my fucking mind because I may have a history of this. Artem, I, I feel like you, you don't. And maybe what was happening was that people weren't prepared for what was mm, happening. No, that that doesn't sound right. Because the because if that's true, then then what the fuck. I mean, what the fuck is up with that, I guess? No, that's, that's a good question, actually. Do you want a hug? Okay. A uh, guy goes and sit ne- sits next to Artem and just sort of, like, puts his arm around him and gives him a little hug. He is deeply awkward about it. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Do you feel better? I mean, maybe. A bit. Okay. I can work with that. I used to think that animals could talk to me, and I think I thought that I had an overactive imagination, and I had read too much C.S. Lewis and the Red Wall and all that shit, and and I, I, they would tell me stuff, and I would think it was fine, and then I told someone, and they didn't believe me because why would you believe you because it's insane but when i kept hearing stuff they sent me to someone and we worked on it and we figured it out and it was okay because it was a delusion and it was a delusion that could be dealt with by pharmacology and therapy and 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 20 years of you know getting over it and I've been fine. Artem, I, I, it's fine. I, I feel like you were right and nobody understood that it was possible for you to have been right. And I think that you've been a prophet this whole time because, I mean, <laughs> you can speak to animals and, I mean, Carmen was only interested in what you knew. She didn't even... She didn't even see the rest of us. She just knew that what you knew was important. And if that's in fairness, not a profit, I hid behind the sofa and well, I did a really good job. Well, do you know what, Greg? She <laughs> didn't look for you. Um, I just feel like Artem, you were the only one who is important there. And I think that if you were important to somebody who was already a prophet, it makes you pretty powerful. Artem, look, Greg points a guy. He's a demon. The woman back there was like. She was some kind of weird hippie eel vomiter thing. Like a cleanse thing, I guess. Um, and then there, there was like like Liam who got kind of vanished and we met an angel who looked a lot like Gwendolyn Christie and 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 like 
Canonically, it was Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. I'm not putting that out there. Sorry, Gwendolyn, sorry, sorry. call me. Um, and, 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 like, you know, look, okay, so maybe the only normal people here are me and Lucas. But that's fine. That's okay. It's not so weird. Um, like, it's, it's the, the world's ending. And the important thing now is we're going to go and we're, like, actually, how far are we from um, Carolina now? About five miles. So gonna, look, we are, like, super, super close to Carlini. Daniel, like, I, I have a really good feeling. I think Daniel's going to be there. I think maybe my mum's going to be there. I think there's going to be a whole... I think it's going to be great. We're going to get to Carlini. We're going to find Daniel. He's going to explain all of this shit. Daniel knows all this kind of shit, apparently. Everyone seems to have some kind of weird thing going on with him, but he's going to explain it. He's going to explain everything. And then we're going to go and we're going to have a conversation with him and it's all going to be great. And it's all going to be fine. Then we're going to go and get Kat and we're going to be... Um, and everything's going to be everything's going to be fine, and it's not going to be a problem. And then they'll get married. Yeah, it'll be really nice. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I feel yeah, like a I venue's mean, going to be a problem, but I think it's going to be okay. We'll figure it out. Uh, Artem, I mean, I don't, I don't know about what happened with you before. It, it sounds like maybe it, it wasn't very nice, but like, um, if you if you are a prophet. Or if you're not a prophet, you're still important because you're important to me because you're my friend. And I, I don't know what's true, but I believe you because I think you're really smart. And I think if anybody can figure things out, it's you. So I think you'll be all right. Artem is uh, looking at the floor of the van and not making eye contact with anyone. And you can see his uh, shoulders just, like, shaking slightly. And you can't tell if, it's, if he's laughing or crying to himself. I hope he's not laughing. Around him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, haha, funny joke. Ha, ah, lol. Um, <laughs> uh, Lucas... Actually, you know what? I'm going to try and clamber. I assume there's like some seats and I can just kind of awkwardly clamber my way over into the front <laughs> where Percy had been sitting, but of course it's sitting now. Um, uh, yeah, um, are we like, this is pretty close to Carl. I think the, I think it's, is it the next exit? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, where do I need to go? Um, or... Okay, I can, I can kind of point you like the right direction. Yeah, okay. I may cool. be able to do that, you never know. Cool. So uh, I'll skip ahead that you you direct Lucas. You get off ex- at the exit. You we go, drive we go along around three roundabouts the, the three times separately, and I'm insisting each time that he uh, he does a different thing, which is wrong. Yeah, there's a bit of yeah. The point that like Lucas definitely knows where he's going better than you, despite the fact that you have lived, lived here, my here life. for upwards of maybe, three decades. This is one of the longest periods of time <laughs> I've ever been away from. <laughs> uh, eventually, you get to Carlini um, and you're driving through the town. I'd say, if nothing else, Greg can direct through his small town to his house. Yeah, okay, so so Big Keith is a, is, is a right turn, so we want to go straight ahead and then take a left. Um, Do you remember, remember where Big Keith is, just in case we need to go back there? <laughs> uh, so you're driving through the town and it, it feels... There's something about it that feels weird. Greg, can you roll perception, please? Um, 22. Cool, nice. Um, 
So it feels weird and at first you can't put your finger on what it is. You realise as you're driving in that everywhere else you've been has been very like, it's been a little bit fucked up. Like mm. your drive, you've been to the pub, like the Angel pub, you've been to the weird car lot and you've driven down for like a good chunk of Scotland and there's been a lot of like signs of looting and fires and crashed cars and like the t- this country is a little bit fucked up. Carlini seems fine. Like nobody is there. It's empty, but it seems the like the way it was before. Like nothing is broken, nothing is smashed, nothing is on fire. It's just fine. And as you pull up to your house, it's the same. Like it is it's fine. Nothing's touched it. There's no signs of life, with the exception that there seems to be an extremely fucked up van parked in the driveway. I don't know this van. You don't know this van. Okay, look, there's a van, and Daniel can drive, so (laughs) I think I've got a good feeling about this, guys, and so I'm going to walk confidently up to the the front door and open it. Um, How are you opening it? I kind of assumed I would have my front door keys, but... uh, I mean, that was a stupid you, assumption. You it would do, actually be kind of fit, Greg, if he trickles his lost keys, fucking keys all time. Um, no, you have your keys. You pull your keys out, um, and they don't fit in the door. And you look, and you realize this is a brand new lock. Someone has uh, changed the lock to your door. Okay, this and, makes sense because, and I'm, I'm kind of. I assume other have other people followed me out, or yeah, well, yeah, I guess we would. Yeah. Um, okay, it's probably because of the looting and uh, so on. Um, so I, I knock it, Mum. Mum? No answer. Daniel? No answer. Uh, Can I have a look in the van? Like, in the front? Just. Uh, what are you looking for? Uh, just. What do you got? Madness. I don't know. <laughs> weapons. Like, um, just anything, basically. Just anything to let us know who might have driven near. Can you roll investigation, please, Faye? 17. Cool. You have a look in the van and it is, the outside is very fucked up. Like it looks like it's been in a couple of scratch um, crashes. It's like dented, scraped. One of the, like the front bumper is like half caved in. The inside of the van is pristine. There is nothing left in there. It is spotlessly clean. Okay. It is very, very tidy. It's in good shape. It is the opposite of my car. Can I can I can I go up to one of the windows in the and see can I see through is there are the curtains drawn or curtains are drawn. Can I check for a spare key under the doormat or a plant pots in front of the front door? Uh yeah, roll investigation. Uh twenty-one. Okay, for a twenty-one, you look around and you don't find a spare key, but you look you take and look you, you examine this new lock and you see it is a brand new Yale lock. Oh, oh, the oh, Liam the key, key the I Liam key. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm doing. Oh fuck's sake! I can't believe I went through that entire thing, and then realised I have a little key. So yeah, so 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 you I'm going to assume key. that Artem has to explain this to me. Dude, we we got like we have that key. Remember? I'm holding up my fist as if I'm about to punch through the window. Clinch <laughs> 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 a little bit. Uh, what? Sorry, no. I tried my key. It didn't work. No, oh. no, no, the new one. The one that Danny gave no. Liam. You, we, now we have it. Oh, oh, fuck, yeah. No, try um, that one. Oh, yeah, I was just about to try that. And again, I'm holding <laughs> my fist up, like, directly next to the window. And then I get it out and I, I turn the turn the yellow and open the door. Assuming it um, yeah, that does open the door. 
Oh my God. Um, you open the door. Do you go inside? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I'm straight in. Excellent. Mum, Daniel? Daniel! So you walk in. You know, one day we're going to check for traps before we open the door. But but not today. Not this day. <laughs> well, not today, motherfuckers. Why, why, why do I need to do that? Everyone stop talking and let this happen. <laughs> He's in. He's already in. Um, so you walk in. And your house is... I would imagine your house is usually, like, a little bit messy, a little bit chaotic. Yeah. Like, your mum yeah. tries to keep it together, but the woman's got, like, two, three jobs, and you live there. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I'm not helping in this, this process. It's so. not the tidiest of houses. It's not the yeah. most well-kept. There's stuff on the stairs and things, yeah. like, just kind of people. It is spotless. Like, it feels... To the point that you walk in and you momentarily think you have walked into the wrong house. Uh, uh, Completely uh. spotless. Really, really tidy really clean the only thing in the whole of like the little entryway hallway that's out of place is there are some shoes that have been kicked off at the door um do i recognize the shoes um they're trainers they're men's trainers uh, they're not my size i assume um they're bigger uh so i'm gonna just i'm just gonna walk through the, like the kitchen or the living room and kind of and shouting daniel daniel walk into the living room um, in the living room Mom? again, completely spotless, really clean, really it's me, tidy. It's There's a cup of coffee on the coffee table. Is it still hot? Um, it is still hot. Oh, no. um, oh what the fuck? Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just at this point, I'm just kind of like running around the place looking for. And so I, I run up to like my room and kind of anyone in there. Yeah. Artem the just sits down on the stairs. Just FYI. <laughs> gonna follow Greg. I'm a bit worried yeah. about him. Cool. So you're running around this house looking for Daniel um, and going into the rooms. Every single room is exactly the same. Like, it is so clean. It is so tidy. It's Your bedroom, no there. fucking pristine. And it is horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's I'm, I, again, I'm aghast when I go in there. Like, like where's all my shit? Fuck. No one could have got um, some of those stains out. Like, <laughs> they're out. The they're out, baby. Um, um, it's, and you... you Run back downstairs. Okay, we need to go. We need to go down to D- Daniel's Daniel's folks' house. We need to go right around um, to Daniel's just house. Just at this point, as you're about to leave, the back door opens, and in walks Daniel. <gasps> <gasps> Daniel, and Holy fucking shit. He stops when he sees you, and he's he's dressed like he's wearing very clean clothes very well turned out very well dressed he is fucking he is fucked up like he has got a black eye he's got like bloods like several like cuts with dried blood on them nothing that looks immediately fresh but like he looks very very fucked up but he's very well dressed like as usual very well turned out clothes are spotless and he just walks in and is like all right guys how's it going Fuck you! We met a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Lads on tour is Faye Evans as Lucas Rossi, Sam Ferguson as Artem Volkov, JJ Harwood as Guy Chapman, Susie Ray as our GM, and me, Rory McDuff, as Greg Roomba. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, sorry about the eels. They will never show up again, I promise. Um, if you enjoyed it, 
Please subscribe, give us a five star review, tell your friends. Uh, we love, we, 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 we like doing this thing, but it's nice, it's nice when other people listen. Uh, you know, tweet us, give us a, send us a tweet at Pods on Tour, telling us if you like the show. Yeah, it feels nice, what the hell. Um, our next episode will be up in two weeks' time. Subscribe, you won't miss it. Um, on Twitter at Pods on Tour, on Instagram at Lads on Tour Pod. Um, and yeah, yeah, give us a shout. Let us know what you're up to. Send us a picture of your cat. You don't actually have to do that, but you can. I'm a gamer.